0: Welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Praise God. And so we just thank God for the Word this morning. I'm glad to be with you. Amen. And we just thank God for feeding us from His heart and His Spirit this morning. Praise God. Father, we just thank You in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we just thank You Lord, that you are our Lord, you are our God, you are our loving Heavenly Father. We thank you for illuminating us to your heart, your ways, your desire for our lives. This morning, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, that you're equipping, you're preparing. Lord, you're, you're setting us apart and aside, Lord, to be equipped and trained as, as your representatives, as your ambassadors, Lord, to represent the risen Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, a man who is above all and through all, and the scripture says, in you all, hallelujah, in us all. Lord, we thank you for Jesus this morning. We want to honor him. We want to worship him. We want to thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in Jesus' name. Praise God. And... uh, I know that you've been talking, and Pastor Karen's been talking about Jesus. Amen? It's all about Jesus. Glory to God. And we are spending weeks both in Kingdom Harvest and BCC honoring Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me read you from Revelation chapter 4 and verse 2. The Apostle John, being caught up in the Spirit, said, Behold, there was a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in appearance like an emerald. And around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, representatives of the body of Christ, clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes, front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had the face of a man. And the fourth living creature had the face of an eagle. And when you study it, you find those are the four different ministries of the Lord as prophet, priest, king, and servant. And it says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne— Who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their thrones before the throne, saying, You are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll, written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And then I saw a strong angel claiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look at it. And I believe this is the Lamb's Book of Life, where our names are written. And so I wept much because no one, was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Aren't you glad? (laughs) And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. "'as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, "'which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. "'And he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him "'who sat on the throne. "'And now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures "'and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, "'each having a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, "'which are the prayers of the saints,' And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. And then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And they went on to worship him who sits on the throne and the lamb forever and ever. Aren't you glad that Jesus is our redeemer? Aren't you glad that he is indeed worthy of all honor, of all glory, of all majesty, of all power, of all dominion? He is worthy, and he is, he is someone who has prevailed. He's prevailed. He's gone to the cross on our behalf. He's done the work. He's not just someone sitting up there, you know, and the Father sitting there just, just wanting the praise and worship of mankind, you know, just... Uh, as if as if nothing had been done on our behalf they they are worthy the father gave the son jesus prevailed on our behalf jesus did the work amen he is worthy of our highest esteem our highest regard our 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 greatest greatest appreciation for every single thing that He has done. You know, the word honor, it does mean holding the greatest respect, the highest esteem, the highest regard for complete admiration, to prize, to cherish, to reverence. He's worthy. He's worthy. He has done the work. He has prevailed. He's conquered. You know, he was in all points made like as we are. And yet it says that he prevailed. You know, he was without sin. And in Philippians 2, 5 through 10, It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. That means he didn't feel his godly attributes were something just to be clung to. He he disrobed himself of his godly attributes and abilities, and he became man. He made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he became like us in every way. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And therefore, God, therefore, God, also has highly exalted him and given him now a thing which is above every name, that the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things on earth, and under the earth. This, this is reality. This is reality. Jesus is worthy. Amen? He is worthy. He's historical. He's real. He was here. He walked the earth. He is deserving of our honor and our praise and our worship. Amen? Every tribe, nation, and tongue bowing before him, confessing him as Lord. Because he's He's given us all. He gave everything. The Father gave everything. Invested himself, invested his only begotten son. Jesus gave us all. He absolutely gave everything, and he's worthy. He's worthy of our everything. Hallelujah. If you knew someone who gave everything for you, would you not be appreciative? Praise God. You know, and the Bible says in Matthew 22 that the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. And he sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. And again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways one to his own farm, to another his business. And the rest seized his servants and treated them spitefully and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. He sent out his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. And he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. It's like the great people of the earth. Therefore, therefore, go into the highways. And as many as you find, invite to the wedding. And so those servants went out into the highways. Another translation says, and also the byways, and gathered wedding hall all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. How many of you know the Father wants the marriage supper of the Lamb, the wedding, to be furnished with guests, every seat to be filled. Amen. Every seat to be filled. This is the time we're living in. This, this marriage supper of the Lamb is just up the road. It's just up the road. I know. It's, it's a fact. <laughs> Not far away. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and this is the time that the invites are going out for the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is the time, literally, I believe the gospel has gone to the great. It's gone to the mighty. I tell you, people like Billy Graham, you know, preaching in Wembley for months, and and other great ministers, you know, uh, visiting kings in their palaces and presidents, and you know, the gospel has gone out to the great and the mighty. But I'll tell you what, right now, it's going to the highways and the byways. It's going to the highways and byways because the Lord says, the Heavenly Father says, it's it's not filled yet. There are still seats. There are still seats. There are still seats. They have to be filled, and they're going to be filled. The Father has invested everything, and He is expecting a harvest. A harvest. How many of you know? What you sow, you reap. Amen? God thought of that. He he did that. He has sowed everything to reap the harvest of the precious fruit of the earth. Hallelujah. And He says, those servants gathered together all they found. All they found, both bad and good. That's interesting. <laughs> was it just the good? No, it's the bad. It's the bad too. <laughs> Leah. It says here, the, and the bad in the Greek, it means the hurtful, the evil, those uh, are, who are calamitous. Calamitous? I said, How many people do you know who've been calamitous? Um, it could mean diseased, it could mean the more you know, it means the derelict, the vicious, the vicious. How, you know any vicious people? <laughs> those who get into mischief or malice. Those who are guilty, those who are sinners, those who are grievous, harmful, lewd, malicious, and wicked. The invitation's going out to everyone. The invitation's going out to everyone. Everyone you find, everyone. I don't care what their past is. I don't care what they have, have sins they've committed. I don't care, you know, what what they're known by or what names they are called. The invite is going out to all. The invite is going out to all to come to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And, you know, that's why the Scripture says that we're not to be judges. We're, we're not to be critical. We're not to just examine people's lives for the purpose of, you know, just putting them down and demeaning and belittling and, you know, saying, no, you're you're not worthy. Well, none of us were worthy. Isn't that right? None of us were worthy. He's the Savior of us all. Isn't that correct? He's the Savior of us all. Every single one of us need a Savior. Every one. And whether sins are big or small, they'll still send you to hell. (laughs) You know, Andrew Womack has a phrase, he says, who wants to be the best sinner that ever went to hell? <laughs> Maybe you lied one time, I don't know. You know, there's some people in the Bible that are amazing. There, there's, there's, there's no faults written about Joseph. There's no faults written about Daniel. They were amazing people. Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was obviously special, right? But she said, I rejoice in God, my Savior. I rejoice in God, my Savior. She knew <laughs> still. She needed a Savior. And so whether you have big sins, small sins, it doesn't matter. As I say, it can be a pebble dropped in the pond or it can be a boulder. But they both, we all know. Them. They both go to the bottom. Thank God that we all need a Savior. Praise God. And Luke 18 says this. He says, he spoke a parable also, Jesus spoke a parable, to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood out and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. (laughs) He was praying near a tax collector. Oh, I'm not like him. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And so he goes on telling God how wonderful he is. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. The other was not justified. He was not justified. For everyone exalts himself shall be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You think of the Pharisees and how they caused Jesus trouble. They were looking to catch him out in his words. They were looking to, to turn the people away from Christ. They were, were looking at times to even kill him. And in the end... They rather thought that they had succeeded, but God had a bigger plan didn't he? <laughs> hallelujah and uh, again we we are to recognize this this invitation has gone out to all. we are after all we're we're after everyone in this earth I tell you i I just i've had something in me for many years and uh, I don't talk about it, but um, I tell you what, I'm believing God for the worst. I'm believing for the most difficult, the most stubborn, the, 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 the vilest, the, the, the ones that are least likely to enter the kingdom. <laughs> They're all over the earth. I'm talking about all over the earth. And um, I believe God wants to reveal himself to every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every people group, every terrorist group, Every, every government that wants to persecute Christians to torture them or imprison them or I'm believing God for every single one of them. Are you? Are you? Amen. I believe it. I believe there's a great call on this church. I believe it. And I believe God wants to lift your eyes higher. Higher. You've been talking about the persecuted church and, and supporting them. Fantastic. And doing it. Fantastic. I tell you, God's got great things. He's got great things. Praise God. And Acts chapter 4:12 said, There's no other name given among men under heaven by which we must be saved. The Savior is for all. Hallelujah. We must be saved. And uh, so, again, we, we have to have this attitude. Some people, some churches need an attitude shift. They need an attitude shift. They like hanging with the sanctified. They like hanging with the righteous. They like hanging with those who well, all their clothes are clean. They smell nice. <laughs> well, who are you finding in the highways and byways? They might, they might not smell very nice. Maybe they haven't had a shower in a while. You know? Um, maybe they're going through difficult times. Maybe they've got mental problems. Maybe they've... they've uh, you know, they're, they're just, their life is so messed up. They're confused. They're fearful. They believe some of the wrong things. I tell you, I start talking to people sometimes and I think, where did you get those beliefs? Where? <laughs> in love. You know, but I'll tell you what, the Lord is reaching out in love. And we, we've got to be that people group that have the, the compassion of God. We've got to be the ones as, as the body, the church, that have the compassion of God to reach out to every single person we find. And we have got to have attitude shifts, attitude shifts. There there are people who want to hold people's pasts against them. There are people who want to be critical. And again, a lot of times, you know, that's because we forget what we were forgiven of, what we were forgiven of. You know, people want to, to point the finger at, at people and say, well, you know, that was your past. That's pretty bad. Um, you know, I don't know if you can be part of this church. I don't know if you can be part of this, this local church family. Again, you have to remember how much you were forgiven of, we were forgiven of, that there is none righteous. There is none righteous. No, not one. There is none. Jesus is the Savior, and we need to see ourselves on everyone's level. We're not above. We're not looking down on people. We need to see ourselves eye to eye, eye to eye. No matter whether the sins are great or the sins are small. It doesn't matter. You know, I've talked to people in the street sometimes, and and it was unusual. On occasion. I'm talking to someone, and you—you—you and you, you could would be able to tell visually that the two people talking together live in a little bit of different worlds. <laughs> but that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's what you want, you know. Jesus is lifting people. He's—he's—he's he's, he's raising people. And praise God. Let me just go on here. You I love this, um, this scripture. And okay, it's the parable of the, the unforgiving servant. Um, I mean, it's one that we can skip over quickly. But you remember the servant when he was forgiven of a of great debt. It says, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. You know the story. You know, when he was forgiven, his master commanded that he, all that he had should be sold, his wife and children, all that he had, and the payment to be made. The servant fell down before him, said, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. And the master of that servant was moved with compassion toward him, released him, and forgave him all the debt. But then that servant went out, it says, and found one fellow servant who owed him 100 denarii. It's kind of like you're forgiven 100,000 pounds, but you, you now grab somebody who owed 10 pounds. Know, and he held him to account, and he didn't have any mercy. And the fellow servant begged and fell down and said, have patience with, with me. I'll pay you all. But he said, "The Bible says he would not," and he went and threw the person in prison till he should pay the debt. And then later, we find that that servant who did that, who was forgiven all that great debt, was held to account by his master. It says his master in verse 34 was angry, delivered him to torturers until he should pay all of his great debt, because he says, "So shall my heavenly Father do to all of you who." Does not forgive his brother his trespasses from the heart, so again again, I want this this shift we we 've got to look at people and remember again how much we 've been forgiven, and we 've got to go after the, hallelujah reach out to them. the Lord is is going after the needy, the destitute, the poor, you know the hurting uh, the confused the the, the good and the bad, praise God, and we have to, to really from our heart pursue them, amen, see eye to eye with them, go after them, praise God, and not be as concerned about their past. We're dealing with people in East Belfast that are coming out of paramilitarism, paramilitaries. There have been a phenomenal amount of atrocities committed up there on on, on all sides. You know, whether it's East Belfast or West Belfast, there have been a phenomenal amount of atrocities. I've had um, a former police officer tell me about some of the things that he's been called to and some of the things that he's found. You don't want me to repeat it in church. I heard uh, someone else that I talked to, and this person who had been involved in a lot, and I had other people try to give me a little bit of insight into to where he was when he used to serve, even in the, the paramilitaries and all. They said he was kind of hated by both sides <laughs> because he was like an enforcer on his side, and he did the dirty on the other side. You know, he committed atrocities. So when I was talking to him, he said, Jesus doesn't want me, Brian. He doesn't want me. I said, yes, he does. Yes, he does. He wants you. How many of you know Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil? He came to destroy the works of the devil. You know, it doesn't matter how people grew up or what they got involved with or how they were sucked into something where they didn't understand the full consequences of of where everything was going to lead. I'll tell you what, Jesus is going after everyone. I met him a number. I witnessed to him. I met him a number of months later. Quite a few months later, and his face was glowing. <laughs> he was I said, what happened? He goes, I gave my heart to Jesus. <laughs> I gave my heart to Jesus. I love that. I love that. You know, when we visited the prisons, the first year that I came here to the north in 1991, I worked with Jackie MacArthur, who was an elder here in Bangor Community Church, BCC, and uh, he did prison ministry, prison ministry. And we went and visited people in the prisons, McGabry, McGilligan, Crumlin Road. Um, and uh, Jackie got into the maze now and then. Uh, but there was one, one prisoner nobody wanted to visit. Nobody wanted to visit. 66 offenses against young boys. Say no more. Nobody wanted to visit. i tell you. I said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll tell you what, because... Uh, Jesus is going after everybody, isn't he? Absolutely. And it took a number of visits. Mike Robson came with me. <laughs> Michael, you know him? Hallelujah. Another former member of Bangor Community Church. Hallelujah. Great guy. And uh, this guy got saved. He got saved. Do you know that he died in prison later? We knew it was genuine. We could see the change in this guy. His countenance changed. Everything about him changed. And uh, one time he, he rejoiced. Uh, you know, he, he uh, told us, he said, four of us were walking down the corridor in the prisons. And he said, some of the other guys were saying, oh, here comes a God Squad or something. Here comes a God Squad. You know, he, he goes like, I was counted in the God Squad. <laughs> you know? it's like he, he, was, he was recognized as genuinely having received, you know, the Lord by some of the other, the other prisoners. And he perished. He passed away in prison. How many of you know if somebody hadn't visited him, he wouldn't have been saved? He wouldn't have been saved. Praise God. This is the heart of God, guys. This is the heart of God. And, and if you're one of those people that, that wants to point out somebody else's, get ready, or hold their past against them, Get ready. Okay? Because there's about another hundred thousand people that are on the way that you can point point to their past. <laughs> if you want to criticize, you're gonna you're gonna have plenty of opportunity in front of you. Hallelujah. Because I believe there's an awesome harvest coming. Amen. There's an awesome harvest coming of people that have been into everything. I'll tell you, you know, Tanya mentioned how the world is getting darker and darker. And how people are getting into more and more sin. But I'll tell you what. People are going to be coming out. People are coming out. Amen. We've got a harvest that's going to be absolutely awesome. Amen. The the darker this world gets, the brighter the church gets. The scripture says. The Bible says your pathway will grow brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. (laughs) Hallelujah. The church, the glory of God is going to come on you like Isaiah 60 and 61 talks about, you know, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Kings will come to your light. You know, nations to, and kings and peoples to the brightness of your rising. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Get ready. Get ready. And we, we simply can't be like the Pharisees. We simply can't. You know, when you're going to Islamic nations, when you're reaching out to them, do you, do you have something against the Islamists, the Muslims, you know? Do you have something against the Hindus or the Buddhist monks? You know, things like that. I mean, there's, there's horrendous things that go on over there. Sex trafficking and everything else. All kinds, you know. Jesus is here to pull people out of the fire. Amen. Pull people out of the fire. It is going to be awesome. And uh, we have to have that, that forgiving heart. Praise God. Scripture says the love of God in 1 Corinthians 13, "The love of God suffers long and is kind. It does not envy, it does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. it does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own, it's not provoked. Thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And this is how we, we have to reach out to others. This is how we reach out. When I was preaching a while back in um, just outside uh, Victoria Square, you know, I just stood there and I said, "Jesus loves you." Jesus. Loves you. <laughs> More people passing by. Jesus loves you. You know, people are looking at me, and one one guy in a group of young people, I could tell he was of a certain type of person. He goes, "Jesus doesn't love me." I said, "Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does." You know, I I don't know if I told this story before, but I, I had some girls across the road from Kingdom Harvest, there's a whole bunch of young girls. Normally, I leave that for the women. But on this occasion, I felt to just, you know, I'll give them some tracks. I'll give them some tracks, And uh, I gave them some tracks. and one of them goes, goes, you're, you're a preacher? She goes, my, my friend's a lesbian. Is she going to hell? Is she going to hell? I said, well, ho- hold on. <laughs> I said, hold on. Hold on. And here, here comes a few of them running. You know how they are. Hold on. First, first. 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 Do you know Jesus loves you? <laughs> do you know Jesus loves you? Amen? And that makes a difference. That makes a difference. We all have to give up things. Things We do. And I sh- I've shared that with, with people, homosexuals, everything else. Yeah, we've got to give up things. But, you know... The Bible says this little sin over here may have pleasure for a season, but what God is offering you is so much greater. It's like if if somebody was offering you 6,000 pounds to go have fun with, you'd say, hey, great deal. We're going to do that. (laughs) We're going to go have fun with our 6,000 pounds here. You can never place a monetary value on eternal salvation, but what if someone walked up and says, you know, if you'll walk away from that, I'll give you 6 billion. I'll give you 6 billion. What is eternity with the Lord like? What is eternity in heaven like? Being part of the family of God, you know, walking in righteousness and truth and having a new heavens and a new earth, and an eternity with him that is absolutely awesome. Would you not give up what you had before? I don't care what it is. Would you not give it up? Just say bye to it. God's got a better deal. (laughs) He's got a better deal. Amen? And this is, this is the heart we need to come with. People need to hear the love. They don't, they don't need to hear the, the condemnation or anything like that. Praise God. I know I have to wrap up here. But I'll tell you what. Jesus spent time with publicans and sinners. He spent time with publicans and sinners. And the Pharisees didn't like it. They said, why, why, why does your master spend time with publicans and sinners? <laughs> Jesus said, Jesus said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said, I came to seek and to save those which are lost. To seek and to save those which are lost. I'm believing that God is preparing BCC for the biggest harvest ever. 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 Where people are running to this place. I believe things are, are going to be happening in the earth, including... Ezekiel 37, 38, 39, there talks about, you know, from the armies will ultimately surround Israel, and the Bible says God will act from heaven, and nations will literally turn to the Lord because of the supernatural power of God. There's going to be things happening absolutely awesome. I believe God is preparing you for the harvest, and we can't have a self-righteous attitude. We can't have an attitude like the Pharisees. We can't. We can't. They opposed Jesus everywhere he went. They were the first to criticize. They were the first to try and oppose. You know the move of God, the work of God. We can't have that. We can't be like that. Hallelujah! You've got to be able to hang around people that don't look good, that don't smell nice, that that have mental problems. There's so many out there, addictions. But how many of you know we have the power of God? We have the power of God to see them get set free. Amen? And we've got to go to them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's so many wonderful things the Scripture says, so many wonderful things. You know, 1 Corinthians 30 says, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. Let him glory in the Lord. We rejoice in our Savior. Amen? He's the one who says, I will put my laws in their hearts and their minds while I write them. He says, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. And now where there is remission of these, there's no longer any offering for sin. No longer any offering. There is remission. They are gone. He says again, you know, Micah 7, verse 18, 19, he says, again, I will have compassion. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities. He will cast our sins into the depth of the sea. That's what you have to rejoice in today. Amen, that God is doing that across the earth. He's doing that across the earth. He's doing that with every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every people group. He is casting their iniquities, their sins into the Hallelujah, and we have a glorious gospel to preach, a glorious gospel to share with the world, with your friends, with your neighbors, with the people you work with. Hallelujah, people you meet in the supermarket, you know, people you meet on your walks. Glory to God, absolutely awesome, amen? So how many of you want to be a part of what God's doing, amen? A part of what God is doing, praise God, living In the place where you know the power of the blood of Jesus. Where you know the power of the blood of Jesus. Just lastly, the woman that came to Jesus. When he was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees around a table, something was going on at his feet. There was a woman crying, kissing his feet. With tears washing his feet with her hair. And it said that Jesus said she hadn't stopped since he had come in. And the Pharisee said, if this man were a prophet, he would know what manner of woman this was. He would never allow this. Jesus said, (laughs) Simon, let me ask you a question. Who loves more? Those who have been forgiven for least are those who have been forgiven for much. And he said, I suppose him who was forgiven much, he said, you rightly said, this woman offered me water for my feet to wash my feet. You offered me no water. She has not ceased to do this since I entered. And he says, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. They're forgiven. That is awesome. And I'll tell you, that, that Jesus was, was, wasn't just honoring the repentance of the woman. He was honoring the sacrifice that he was going to make. He took her sins. He took the sins on the cross. Everyone that's ever sinned, he's taken those sins on the cross. He was honoring his own work. And saying, your sins are forgiven. You connected. You repented. Truly, you connected. Amen. Let's just bow our heads here. Hallelujah. If you want to connect, if in your own heart you want to connect and you say, you know, maybe I haven't honored the Lamb. I haven't honored the blood of Jesus. That was shed for me. I, I haven't honored his work and what he's done on my behalf. I, I need to come to Christ. Or you, you, you can also just put away any kind of judgmentalism or pharisaical kind of spirit of criticism. You can put these things away. If you want a clean, a pure heart, Before the Lord, submit everything to Him right now. Just give Him everything. Become a vessel that is used by God. Amen? That is used by Him. That is so pure, so full of the Lord, so full of glory, so full of His presence, so ready to reach out with the arm of His salvation to hurting and destitute humanity. Amen? The Lord will do wondrous things for you. You'll see wondrous things, lives transformed. Amen? Absolutely wondrous. Hallelujah. We can have just whatever you do for music or worship. But if you want to give everything, everything to Him right now, just say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I just come to you right now. Jesus, you are are worthy of honor and glory and power and majesty. Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I come to you with everything. I ask you to wash over me and give me your heart cleanse me from any criticism, from from any way in which I would oppose what you are doing. Jesus, I want to be used by you. I want my life to be in your hands. I want your will and plan done in my life. I want everything that you have for me I'm willing to drop it all. I want what you have. I want what you are. I want to know you. I want to work with you. I want to cooperate with you. Fill me with your presence, Lord. Use me in the days ahead. Do your work in my own life and transform me. Show me your ways. Lord, I receive you and all that you are into my life. Make me powerful in working with you and for you. Make me unstoppable as you are unstoppable in reaching people for Jesus, for Christ. Lord, I thank you I thank you that because I've asked, this begins a new and fresh day in my life. I thank you. I'm unstoppable in Christ. Say it with me: I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Amen. It's it, this is a different message. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> it's just. A, I tell you, you'll get the joy of God. When you connect with them this way, you will be used powerfully. Powerfully. Amen. Are you ready for it? Are you re- You're the army of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Give yourselves a hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. You're his creation. Amen. God bless you. I've enjoyed being with you. Thank you so much. Amen. Be blessed. And if you've given your heart to the Lord for the first time, come up and share with us. Tell us. Amen. And we love you. Stay for fellowship. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.